Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. This is episode 406. We're recording this on Friday, the 21st of June at eight, around 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Folks, everybody's bailed out on me. Apart from <laughs> one. I, don't, I think they must be doing different things during the summer. It's a busy a, week. They've all flown the nest and they've gone to WordCamp Europe. Longest day of the summer, you know? And, yeah, that's true. And a couple have um, just told me that they're ill. Uh, um, but we're just there's just the two of us. But I've got Adrian with me from Groundhog, and we're going to blast that through our stories and give you a show. Hopefully, it's going to be entertaining. So, Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Absolutely. Uh, so, if you don't know who I am, my name is Adrian. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog Inc. We produce plugins uh, for WordPress that focus on sales and email marketing right within your WordPress admin area. And as a company, we believe that uh, all businesses, regardless of location, language, or budget, deserve equal access to sales and marketing tools that can help them grow their business. Well, sounds good to me. So let's get let's get going. So number one story: developers at Yoast and Google collaborate in, in on proposed to add XML sitemaps to WordPress core. What do you think of this one, Adrian? Uh, well, I think it's good because I, uh, even as a marketer, have always struggled with sitemaps and uh, getting them indexed and adding them to the Google uh, developer tools page and all of that stuff. It was always just such a pain in the ass because you had to go to Yoast and then you had to configure the settings because there were no defaults, uh, at least when I used to do it before I kind of switched into more of an email marketing area and let other people deal with the XML sitemap stuff. Uh, but only good things can come with this. With Google actually collaborating on this project, uh, I think it's way better just for kind of the WordPress ecosystem as a whole. We know that WordPress by far compared to all of the other CMSs out there, and especially all the SaaS software as a service CMSs out there, uh, that they all struggle with SEO and search engine optimization or uh, search engine monetization, all that good stuff. With Google kind of lending their kind of uh, hand of authority into this project, this can only mean like this can only mean good things for the WordPress community as a whole. Uh, essentially, saying, "Hey, WordPress is definitely kind of like the number one CMS for getting uh, your website indexed by Google." Right. A lot of other companies struggle with getting their, their websites indexed and, and uh, WordPress has definitely been one of the best ones at being able to do that and doing it quickly. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Adrian. It can only be good news and it always was a pain in the posterior, wasn't it? Um, absolute pain. And, you know, especially when you're supporting customers like what WP Tonic, we always get, you know, my site's not getting indexed. You know, you've got to send them to Google um, the developer console and yeah it's not you know they've improved that interface but it's not that easy mm -hmm. is it you know it's uh, incredibly difficult and before we move on from this topic too i should mention so google has actually been getting a lot more involved in the wordpress community as of late as a whole they have their new uh, or they today I think I received a newsletter about their uh, de uh, site developer kit, WordPress plugin official made by Google. 
and its aim is to bring the entirety of the uh, Google like developer suite of tools that you generally have to have six different tabs open and all of that stuff directly into the WordPress dashboard. So you'd be able to see your site indexing, rates, and all of the statistics that you would generally get off WordPress in WordPress. And all you have to do is kind of link it up to your Google account and you'd have all of those statistics available within the WordPress dashboard. And a beta version is currently now available to uh, WordPress developers to use and to peruse through and connect it directly to Google. So I really like the fact that Google is is delving into uh, what is essentially 30% of the internet. And now they're recognizing that and they're saying, hey, listen, we can absolutely help the WordPress community thrive, uh, you know, especially as Google rules kind of change all the time. It's great that if they're kind of on the WordPress team, then the WordPress community will be able to directly benefit from kind of like they're first in line to get the shit on the new rules and anything that WordPress has to adapt to in order to remain relevant on Google since they kind of like are the monopoly of the industry. Right. Yep. I totally agree with you. On to the next story. Um, Senate Banking Committee schedules hearing on Facebook, massive cypo... Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency project. I always struck with that cryptocurrency. It doesn't exactly row over. No. Your, no, does it? Uh, um, what do you think of this one? Uh, I've always been skeptical of cryptocurrency as a general rule. Uh, I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like. I like to carry physical bills around in my wallet. <laughs> um, in, in Canada, we have plastic now, so they last a really, really long time. Oh, all right. <laughs> So um, uh, cryptocurrency, it's, it's, it's interesting for sure because Facebook as the largest social media and kind of aggregate of uh, information only second to Google, I would suppose, uh, does have the resources to launch their own cryptocurrency and kind of delve into that and potentially make a boatload of money for their shareholders. Um, the... End goal, as I read through the article, would actually be to have anybody who is a Facebook user benefit from the rewards of that cryptocurrency and everybody would essentially be a part owner, although the actual roadmap to getting there is extremely unclear uh, and may or may not just be kind of a buzzword in order to get this through the federal regulators uh, in or- and because with the idea of everybody would essentially benefit from this, but the way to getting there isn't clear. Beyond that, I don't understand much about cryptocurrency. It's never really been my my forte. I've got a couple of friends. Um, one was a one's a VC, and he was he had a successful exit, and he he's got a degree in economics, and he's big into cryptocurrency. Um, I, I agree. I've got to. It's an interesting story because this is my take. There's kind of three parts of this. Um, I think there's an enormous demand for a much cheaper way for people to, um, especially in the undeveloped, well, it's called the undeveloped world or the third world, but I don't like either titles really. Um, Let's say a, a less mature banking, countries that have a less mature banking system where a high proportion of the population don't have a bank account. Oh, that sounds like America, actually. No, uh, um, uh, um, sorry. Uh, um, 
you know, to be able to transfer money, you know, I understand in China, you know, there's there's a, like three or four apps in China that totally dominate the actual small trans transaction market and mm-hmm. literally nobody pays anything by cash, literally, and you know, they dominate the actual business transfer of money as well in China. Mm-hmm. Um so I think there is a real big demand and, and anybody, you know, obviously Facebook have got tremendous um, resources, not only financially, but in in staff and personnel to build a framework like this. So, um, and they seem very serious about what they're proposing. You know, they've, what I read is that, um it's um, the actual company is based in Switzerland. They've got some external um, foundation that will control the ethics uh, and the the laws of how the company is going to be run. It's going to be a kind of supervisory board. You know, obviously with the history of Facebook. Whether or not that'll actually come to be is in question. <laughs> uh, pretty unlikely, I would say, based on their on their history. Um, I I call them lightheartedly the cockroaches of the internet. Uh, um, uh, um, even though I do a lot of business on Facebook, um, Libra, by the way, is the um, the organization yeah, yeah. that is supposed to oversee the development and the distribution of this the, the Facebook cryptocurrency is called Libra. Libra. Libya. I'm having problems with my words this morning. I don't know what that's about. Not enough coffee, man. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think it's a great idea in a way, but the thing is, it's Facebook, isn't it? That kind of sounds <laughs> everything, doesn't it? You know, you can't believe it. You can't, would you really want them to have a lot of knowledge of your banking information? No. So if you know here here here's the privacy concern because if you pay for everything in this Libra coin, so I believe what the actual coin is called itself, uh, if you go ahead and you pay for everything, especially you know Facebook, it's only a matter of time until you know entire shops and are, are the main or the Facebook shop is like your main shop. You know you just forego WooCommerce, you forego Shopify, and you just go straight to sell your stuff on Facebook. That's only a matter of time. It's already happening on Instagram for. Uh, kind of the, the the top tier influencer, so it's only a matter of time till it gets there. And if you're spending all of your money on Libra Coin with with Libra Coin inside of Facebook or outside of Facebook, all of your purchasing habits are now being able to be tracked uh, through this coin. They'll be able to, you know, what are your purchasing habits? And then, of course, it's only a matter of time till the ads are then tailored to your purchasing habits as well. They can still do, I mean, purchasing or purchase habit tracking is now currently available. It's not nearly as the, at the level that that would propose uh, as it is right now, but it's still possible, but it's, it's not quite as mature as that system would allow it to be. You know, the, 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 they're all, I think they're all playing, you know, all the big players are, are kind of looking at this, you know, Apple, their credit card, Google had their wallet, didn't they? Um, um, and Amazon, I think they're all looking at this because the one that cracks this, it is, uh, you know, we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars of revenue. You know, it will, the one that cracks this and becomes the dominant player in it 
it's just going to be a global um, money-making machine, isn't it? License to print. <laughs> Literally, because you're taking a small percent of every transaction. It's just mind-boggling. The problem is, like, again, I think they're going to have problems here because um, um, I, I even won, but, you know... They got big wallets. They got enough money to bribe enough politicians. So there we go. Um, on to our next story, number three. And Adrian knows a little bit about this one. He's got some personal, personal experience. Um, disgruntled security firm discloses zero days uh, in Facebook's WordPress plugin. You were slightly affected by this. Tell us more. Adrian. I was. So the uh, uh, security firm in question is called, or at least their website is pluginvulnerabilities.com. Uh, is it? Uh, let's, I'm just going to verify that real quick. Yeah. Okay. So pluginvulnerabilities.com. Uh, and essentially what they've been doing is, uh, what, what they used to do is they would post plugin vulnerabilities as support requests on wordpress.org on the actual plugin listing itself. So if anybody or hackers or whoever were to go to uh, plugins support requests, they would see the vulnerability in question. Uh, this used to be allowed by the forum, uh, the forum policies until they changed it uh, uh, about a year, year and a half ago. They, they changed it. Uh, this company did not necessarily agree with that change uh, which, by the way, was changed to that if you had a plugin vulnerability, you were to message or email the plugins team directly, and then they would notify the plugin developer, which seems pretty reasonable. Uh, that way, you avoid any possible attacks that may happen. Everybody's happy. Everybody, everything's taken care of, like behind the scenes. And then two weeks later, there's an official post because if you haven't updated in two weeks, then obviously something's wrong. Um, and that, that, that way it's, it's pretty kind of like a closed process. There's not a whole lot of chance for it to get out. They, however, did not see it that way. And they believe that they had the right to post plugin vulnerabilities directly on the WordPress forums, uh, which of course is a security issue in so many different ways. Uh, and what they did is they would just create a bunch of spam bot accounts and they just continue to do this and their spam bot accounts would get blocked and their posts would get removed from the forums. And then they decided that rather than go to the plugin forums and do this, they would just create a blog and do it there. So what they're doing now is, and, and several plugins have been affected, including mine, Groundhog, which we took care of and fixed in very short order in less than 24 hours. Everything was hunky-dory, still affected though. No, luckily, no, none of our clients were affected. Um, that can't the, the said can't be same for the other plugins that they have posted zero day vulnerabilities. Zero day vulnerabilities, by the way, are vulnerabilities that are posted with proof of concepts about popular plugins that essentially would allow an attacker to control or to, or, or cause serious damage to a site before a uh, patch has actually been available for release. Um, and they've now gone ahead and done this with. Uh, the Facebook for WooCommerce plugin, uh, super popular. It has like 300,000 active installations. Uh, so super huge with no patch. And if you're familiar with the Facebook developers for WordPress, they're not exactly what one would call responsive. Uh, so uh, it might be a while till we actually see a patch for that. So anybody who has that plugin is actively encouraged to disable it immediately. 
uh, as well as the Messenger Customer Chat plugin. Uh, both of those are official, produced, uh, written and produced by Facebook and hosted by Facebook. Uh, so both of those were uh, posted on their blog plugin vulnerabilities and with proof of concepts, and they've already been exploited by hackers, and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of sites currently affected. And they're doing this, and it's quite hypocritical of them to be doing this, because on their website, it says that since they're, they're posting vulnerabilities, they're making WordPress a safer ecosystem for everybody, but really what they're doing is they're just undermining the ecosystem as a whole by posting these vulnerabilities and not taking safety precautions and messaging the developers directly and having these issues fixed. I think you did a fantastic job there, Adrian. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I, I am passionate about this. Minds, Adrian, I was in two minds to do a show, um, actually, because just the two of us, because of all the illness and people traveling. But um, I think you did a fantastic job there, actually. Um, it, it's just bloody awful what these people are doing if it's people because the site it's like the site looks a bit iffy it looks like a site that was knocked up about nine years ago in about a day doesn't it here's and, the kicker do you want the kicker yeah go on. all of this all of this all of, all all of this has actually been a marketing stunt on behalf of this company because they sell a security or word fence competitor and one of the benefits of, of paying for their plugins or for paying this, this, this security plugin uh, for, for WordPress is that you will be notified about any vulnerabilities that they find before they post it zero day on their blog. Oh, it's terrible. It's just shocking. Oh, dear idea. Thanks, thanks for giving us the the info on that folks i suggest that you don't buy their plugin and have very little to do it's only and i want to make sure this is only my personal opinion folks uh um, i wouldn't be doing business with such a company the hypocrisy is real <laughs> all right we're gonna go for our break we've got we've got another three stories um they're pretty good ones folks join us when we come back from our break do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. To say we've got a small panel would be out of statement, but actually I think we've done a reasonably good job. Adrian's on form. Um, at least he turned up. Uh, um, so, uh, before we go into our next story, I want to talk about one of our fantastic sponsors. And that's WP Fusion. What is what does WP Fusion do? Well, obviously in your technology stack, you should have WordPress, but most people also have a CRM. What is a CRM? You know, Such as Groundhog. Yeah, Groundhog. <laughs> it works with Groundhog or Active Campaign or all the host of them. Obviously, Groundhog is the best. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Because uh, um, it fully integrates into WordPress. Uh, um, 
And basically what WP Fusion does, it puts it on steroids, you know, the communication, especially if you've got a membership site or e or e-commerce, um, anything that, you know, that you need a lot of email to support or market your products or your services. So it really does, it's a fantastic plugin developed by a great developer. I know the developer personally, actually, and uh, Jack Rotura, and he's a great guy, and um, I can absolutely vouch for the company's character, and they have honestly helped a ton of people do some really cool stuff. He's a great developer, and actually I've I've worked with him on on some projects, and um, he's just a fantastic developer and a great guy. Um, let's, let's stop the price. <laughs> he, he does he does pay for the sponsorship, but I think I'm mean, <laughs> overdoing it. Let's get back to it. But the main thing, folks, is if you go to the WP Fusion and look at the different um, um, products they've got, different plugin levels they've got, if you use the coupon code WP Tonic, all uppercase, one word, you get 25% of any of the packages. And that's only exclusively offered to you, listeners and viewers. And it's a, it's a fantastic deal. So go over there and buy one of the packages. You won't be disappointed. Now, let's um, on to the next one. On to the next one, as they say. Um, oh, another good one. The restaurant. Honestly, I had some great stories this week. This is a. I, I actually before before we hop into it, I actually read this whole story a week ago before you even sent it to me. So I'm already well versed because it's, it's 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 brilliant. It's brilliant. It is brilliant, isn't it? The restaurant owner who asked for one star Yelp review. What do you reckon about this? <laughs> Best marketing strategy I've ever heard of. The free publicity that he got from this stunt is way more than you could ever pay for. It cost millions to pay for the the amount of attraction that he got from doing this. Uh, so a little bit of context. A small restaurateur out uh, in U.S. small town, California, pizzeria. Uh, essentially, Yelp came into town and his claim was that as a restauranter, you had to pay Yelp's monthly fee for their package or whatever. Essentially, ad stuff. But it, and his claim was, didn't that your star review or four star reviews would mysteriously go missing for various policy violations in their terms and agreements. So what he did was rather than ask customers to leave five-star reviews uh, because he refused to pay Yelp for essentially a gangster protection fee is what he equated it Well, to. the only thing is, Adrian, he's not the most... He's a little bit grey himself because he doesn't... Yeah, admit, no, that, but... He doesn't admit context, he, put, he, put, he put his own reviews, but which everybody does. Yeah. But the only thing I thought was a li- pushing it a little bit, he admits that he put negative re- reviews about some of his local competition as well in the piece as well, which are... Neither, neither players are, are angels here. Let's just put it that way. No, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, Neither like player are angels. So he, he was doing some shady stuff, but Yelp was doing some shady stuff. And Yelp actually fought several class action lawsuits on behalf of not only... Uh, this particular they make, they make Facebook look uh, like yeah. angels. <laughs> they do, honestly. They they fought off several class action lawsuits. They never had to pay a dime, by the way. Oh, God, 
But essentially, because they couldn't prove anything. Well, maybe I should change what I say. You're lovely, actually, El. I'm, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> maybe I should say, it's all right for you because you're based in Canada, but I've got to be a bit more careful. Uh, um, you're lovely, El. You're, you're sweethearts. Go on, off you go, Adrian. Uh, so so there's, some, there's some further context. So what he would do is he would ask his customers, rather than leaving him five-star reviews, to leave one-star reviews. And his whole plan was to essentially ride against the machine. And uh, since uh, all he was getting, he was, he was the worst rated restaurant on Yelp. And with being the worst rated restaurant on Yelp, he was able to attract so much media attention that he, he, he made so much more money and got so many more customers on account of being the worst rated restaurant than being the best rated restaurant that there is on Yelp. So kudos. And I'm honestly up at this point thinking of adopting that strategy because it's just so good. I've had my own little debacle with reviews this morning, so I won't get into that though. No, no, he's had a stressful week, folks, but he looks quite cheerpy. Um, I think he's <laughs> relaxing with me on, on this. Uh, um, Friday's my cool down day. You know, it's like the week is over, looking forward to the weekend. It's supposed to be the most beautiful weekend uh, in Canada this week that we've seen all year. June has only shown up today. Like, this is the first day of June today. <laughs> I love Canada, but I just couldn't live there. I'm sorry. I, I actually apply, applied to become a Canadian citizen. Did and, you? Yeah, no, uh, I was accepted, and but my ex-wife, who's American, who was an American, and um, she decided that you know she wanted to stay in America, not go to Canada. So, so do you have your citizenship then? No, I no. never, because you, you got you, they offer it, and then you got you got about six months to cross the border, mm. and then you got a two-year probation, and I never did the two year. Right, so. right, uh, um. So I could have been saying, okay, the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. It's, um, it's brilliant, though, this story. It really is. Yeah, he's, um, um, we should post a link because people need to go read it just because it's oh, like... Yes, the, the links best. will be in, in, in there um, on oh, the Tonic website. On to story five. I think another very interesting story. Some of these, um, I don't know if you've had time to look at the video. You probably haven't. I don't normally... Um, because it's easy to skim read, but this is a video. But um, so it's WP Rocket from a zero to two point eight million in five years. I suppose that warmed the cockles of your heart, really. Uh, it, it, yeah, it does because you know that means it's possible. <laughs> it, it's, it's there. I can do it. <laughs> that means it's possible. You know, that's there for the taking. If if they can do it, I can do it. Why not me? Why not me? You no. Know, I've used WP Rocket before, and it's a uh, it's great software. Um, especially if you have, you know, if your if your website is like a brochure website, you don't have any much transactional stuff going on, or uh, you know, you only have a few products, and you're on a WooCommerce store or whatever. Then WP Rocket makes a lot of sense. And honestly, what you know, one of the the, the problem with the free ones, for example, if you have um, W three Cash or uh, Super Cash or whatever the free ones are. There's so many settings and stuff that you kind of just have to like intrinsically know about caching that you may or may not know. Of course, that's how they make money because they have a, a premium setup service that you can pay for, which is not necessarily like super expensive. Uh, but if you're using WordPress, then sometimes you're looking at your budget. Uh, but the nice thing about WP Rocket as a premium plugin is that they, they removed a whole lot of that stuff and they made the setup process like super easy. 
Uh, and it was kind of just like set it and forget it. You didn't really have to worry about it. You have to clear the cache every once in a while, but that was about it. So, you know, kudos to them. Uh, zero to 2.6 million is huge. Uh, especially if you're, you know, if you're, you're a small team, you're like a WordPress plugins company. It's like that, that kind of money is usually only seen by like the top players. Like, um, so kudos. Well, I, I think, we, which is good news for you. I think we are going to see more and more, um, plugin companies with that kind of revenue level. Um, that, that's what I feel. Um, yeah, this amazing story really. Um, the only thing, um, it's a sideline, you know, um, you know, with your full uh, WordPress hosting um, providers like WP Engine, Kinster, um, there's a host of them. They normally don't allow you to utilize third-party caching. Because they have it all built in. Because they have it in yeah. built. So you're normally talking, you know, um, um, I think SiteGround with their st- – of the cheaper providers, I only recommend SiteGround. Actually, um, they're a great company. We've been with, uh, I've been with them for uh, a very long time. I don't host on SiteGround anymore, but my experiences with SiteGround have only been um, of the cheaper players. Yeah. They're, they're the preferred one. I would say. No, I would obviously send them to Kinsto because um, I think of the more premier providers, they offer the best value at the present moment. With, the matrix between performance and support. Mm-hmm. I think they offer the best value and they're not so so dictatorial as WP Engine. I've had some brushes with them. I'm not the most keen supporter of WP Engine. It's, it's well known. So, <laughs> uh, um, so they probably come after me now as well. Yelp, I'm going to have a few letters on them. Uh, um, uh, um, but... Um, yeah, of those caching plugins. And I think the other thing is when you're dealing with crucial um, functionality, I think, you know, I, I prefer to, and I advise clients when they ask for advice, um, I say when it's when we're dealing with crucial functionality, um, we advise you to buy a premier plugin, you know, because it, it will assure that, the plugin is updated. That they've got a revenue stream, and you're going to get, you know, you know, um, you know, we will deal with any issue when when we're supporting the client. But it just makes sure that the plugin is kept up to date. Yeah. And it all costs money, so they've got to have some, you know, the days, uh, you know, and there are some plugins that are premier that have been updated and they've been updated. The developers have been updating them for years and years, but you know, life moves on, doesn't it? You know, to get married, they have to change jobs. That some developers die. Uh, um, that happened uh, recently. Yeah, uh, the Viper. You know, unfortunately, you had leukemia. Double O seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these things happen, doesn't it? But you know, and of course, companies can go under. But you know, um, I just think you're best going. They're spending a bit of money on on real fundamental functionality, um, but you know what they were saying was that they bootstrapped it. Um, they initially um, aimed it because they're based in France and they aimed it at the French market. When they they got up to five thousand, don't know if that's five thousand euros or do- dollars, uh, um, but they got up to the five thousand mark, and then they. Um, Realised that it's really their market was international, and so they 
they've got everything written in English and um, it's um, but they were also saying they hit a plateau about a year and a half ago and then they decided that they were going to invest a lot of money in um, content in in writing articles just producing a lot of content content is king uh it's all well and good but and and i'm and i am intrinsically aware of this as a plugin developer myself it's all well and good to develop a great plugin and a great product and there are, there is a certain segment of the population or the wordpress community that will be able to be successful with that product uh just with the product itself but without for the rest of the community without any content that kind of goes along with it as an example, Easy Digital Downloads, if you've ever used any of their products, they push out content like No Tomorrow about you know uh, blog posts, videos, how-tos, all surrounding their products and how to implement their products successfully, giving you new ideas or new ways to, or, or, or new strategies to adopt that will help you essentially be successful with their product. Without that kind of content, it, it's really hard to continue to grow uh, the plugin because only a certain segment will just be able to go and be successful with it as it is without the content it, it's uh, or or with the content you can make that process so much faster and a whole lot easier for yourself yeah and I do it myself you know I'm a one man band I have a small team that work with me but um, I, I'm proud, you know, I go on other people's podcasts to talk about membership and learning management systems and why you should come, you should utilize the freedom and power of WordPress. Uh, um, I do this, you know, I do my weekly podcast where you're going to become my regular co-host in July, uh, um, which is focused at membership and learning management, you know, e-learning entrepreneurship. Um, you know, you'll be helping with that. Thank you for agreeing to do that, Adrian. And um, I also produce articles and, and videos. I'm going to be um, producing a lot more video in the next six months. Man, um, do, you, do you have time to sleep? No, I work seven <laughs> days a week, actually. Um, but podcasting, I just like podcasting. It's it's not work, actually. I, I love discussion and talking about things. Um, but I think this is the side of the business that a lot of people don't realise. And they were saying by doing this, and they've hired uh, um, hired staff, uh, um, marketing manager, and a couple writers, and um, social media. They've hired somebody that deals with the social media side. They've said that that investment is really paying off now, and it's really they reach a plateau, but they've been seeing sizable growth over the past year. So um, good luck to them. Um, so on to the next and last story, and it's another, I just love this one. Bodies in seats at Facebook, worst performing content moderation site in North America. One contractor died, and the other says that fear that they fear for their lives. I could only get through a third of this article because it's so depressing and quite long. It's at least... Uh, I watched the video, actually. Oh, you watched the video. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I went through it. I was a little bit, because obviously I'm English, so and uh, even my sister and brother, who are older than me, say that I've got a very dark English humour. So I kind of, um, when I first saw this, and I think, it's only frigging Facebook. Actually, I was wrong. I actually watched the video, Adrian, um, it's a um, contractor that Facebook yeah. hires. It's based in Florida. 
it's a rather depressed part of Florida where $15 an hour is, um, they're hiring a lot of people. Um, they, they lied to the people before they hire well, the, them. The hiring practices that were displayed were pretty horrific. Uh, and then uh, and then totally misleading. And, and actually, the video, it actually emotionally affected me because I could tell some of the people talking. They're actually watching pretty horrendous videos, six hours a day, and, and all of them talked about the ones that really affected them were the videos towards gross cruelty to animals and also children. And it's just appalling stuff, agent, of the most grotesque cruelty and disgusting behaviour poss- possible. And I don't know, I think any person of any morality or compassion it probably would deeply, you know, I can, I can only, I'm a 55-year-old man and I've seen a few things, but watching that stuff for six hours a day, I think it would get me in a bit of a state. What do you reckon? I, I, not for me. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know how they can do it. Uh, and, and as an example, some of them aren't able to do it. No. As, as you had mentioned, someone literally died at their desk, uh, uh, supposedly from a heart attack, but caused by what uh it's it's quite uh, there was a documentary that i had watched a, a little bit earlier um about the google content moderators um not necessarily the facebook ones that are about uh, in this article but some of the google content moderators and and one of, from an active content moderator and some of the stuff that that they see uh there's actually a setting in google that you can go and you can tur- turn off safe search and some of the stuff that you'll see is uh pretty crazy um but no, it's not something that I would be able to do. And, and and reading through, I did not watch the video. I read through it. And reading just some of the descriptive stuff that I read was like, Jesus, how can people, you like, like you need to essentially just like turn off your emotions for six hours a day, which most humans are incapable of doing. Uh, and, and it's kind of like just like watch this. this, this but, you know, I'm not going to go into the depths of it, but especially the animals, you know, yeah. on the animal and children's side. Some of the descriptions they came out in the what they had seen, um, we're talking about gross, really the most filthy, you know, the most worst side of human nature, you know, cruelty to defenseless animals and just getting a buzz out of torturing them in the most grotesque methods. There's really a, you know, most people are okay, but there's a minority of people they are really dark, aren't they? Adrian? Yeah, and um, you know, it's it, it's nice, you know. It's unfortunately, it's kind of like a necessary evil. Like we, like those people. I don't think uh, you're like that. You seem a very intelligent, nice Canadian guy. <laughs> you know, you know these 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 firm. For example, this this firm is like they do this stuff anyway, do they? Normally, do they? Well, no, uh, but like this, this firm, you know, they, they do practice like pretty, pretty terrible hiring practices, but without those people kind of like working in those jobs and moderating this content, you know, uh, the rest of like our society, which some of which is very fragile. Like we have children on Facebook, you know, people under 16 whose emotions are not fully developed and wouldn't be able to like tell the difference between, you know, what's acceptable content, what's inacceptable or what's inappropriate behavior. And without those moderator teams that are currently like going through this content, uh, that that would just be a freely available on the internet, and that that would put, probably put a damper on all of our lives. So while you know it's like the the conditions in what is essentially 
uh, what somebody called in the article it an American sweatshop. Hmm. Um, you know, w- without it, it Facebook and, and the internet would be a very much darker place for, for the majority of users. So yes, you know, what, what's going on inside it, it's, it's pretty terrible, but where would we be without it at the same time? Like Exactly. exactly. And it kind of also brought to light, you know, I don't know what Canada's like, but in increasingly um, the media, the mass media and, and the general opinion of companies like Amazon, Facebook, I think people are really waking up to the reality of what these companies really are and their business practices for the average employee are really, really like. And people are waking up to the general darkness of their higher management and they kind of wrap themselves with um, liberal um, ideology, but at the core of their business that, you know, um, it's pretty dark. It's um, very dark. But if they can, if if they were like fully transparent, would anybody work for them? No, probably not. Um, but do but, we give them a pass, and do we just let them do what they do because it keeps us safe, or do we go in and do we shut them down because it's totally unethical? But if it, if we shut them down, then there's no moderation, and if there's no moderation, then you know it's kind of like what do we do? It's it's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, and again, they got, um, they, I don't know if they're going to face consequences in talking to The Verge um, because all these individuals have, have signed quite... NDAs. Yeah, yeah, they've signed them. And they, I don't know what the... I, I don't know if Facebook or their subcontractor would have the goal to actually go after these people because it would... Unlikely. Unlikely because it would... A, they haven't got much. They, they probably haven't got... What are lot. they going to go after them for, money? <laughs> They got paid $50 exactly. an hour. And it, would, and it would just blow the story up even more, wouldn't it? It um, would. So they're probably, um, and that's the reason why they've decided to speak out. Um, but um, I do hope that Facebook, you, you know, it's not a cunt company that's lacking financial resources, is it? Um, no. I just hope that they, they could improve the lives of some of their subcontractors that are dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. If you scroll to the very end of the article, they they talk about how one of Facebook's responses to what is essentially an uh, the, the, this situation in this particular um, firm is a is a situation that is shared across many firms that do Facebook moderation, all of them of which are subcontractors, and and Facebook announced. Uh, earlier this year that in 2020 that across the board they would be implementing mandatory wage increases. Uh, at the minimum level for people who moderate Facebook content. But that, again, that's not till mid-2020. But at least they are in part acknowledging that uh, maybe the $15 is, is not worth like the, the actual trauma that is and the PTSD that some of these employees get from this experience. So I don't think any really amount of money would be able to cover uh, you know, that, that kind of experience, especially if you see something particularly horrendous. Yeah, it's kind of um, also, um, I do think that a certain amount of this they should bring in in-house. I'm not saying that I'm totally against some some element of sub, subcontractors because you, you, it's difficult, you know, you do need, um, normally any company has some of its services done by subcontractors or um, needs some um, 
overflow capacity. Um, but I do also think that um, a more balanced approach would have have these um, buildings where you have a mixture of Facebook and, and and to be fair to Facebook, Google has faced considerable criticism of the difference between how Google direct employees are treated then their subcontractors mm-hmm. in and um and you know no health care no no um benefits pay, no nothing um so it's a continued message well let's get let's end the show on that happy story but let's go on our recommendations of the week and i don't know if you've managed to find one but my one is that we were doing a job for the client and um they wanted their mega menu um on their particular site and we looked at the different ones and the one that I read came to the conclusion was the best value was a uh, Max Mega Menu Pro. We went for the Pro version. Um, they do a free version. That's not um, too cut down. And um, we bought it for the client. We've been working with it and we've been quite impressed with it. And they're based in the UK. Have you got anything you want to plug? I do. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend something, a tool called WP Chatbot. Uh, it looks like it just got bought out by Mobile Monkey, though, because the author is now different. Uh, so good on them. They, they sold out to Mobile Can you put that in the chat? Can you yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what, what's the story behind this one? Then? So what um, I have... Uh, uh, what we have done is rather than... Uh, purchase a uh, like specific chat plugin. There's a bunch of them out there. Uh, we decided to just go for the Facebook chat. Facebook getting a lot of coverage in today's episode. <laughs> um, so uh, Facebook business, if you have a business page on Facebook, then you have an inbox and a chat inbox. Uh, and we use that for all of our like instant communication. You can have the little bubble in the bottom right hand of your WordPress website. And that's what we use for all of our kind of instant messaging. We are able to create support requests that way. We're able to do sales questions that way. Uh, and I found that it's just worked really well because you can access it from your phone. Uh, you can access it from your website or from your desktop. You can access it from anywhere. And, and does, you it push, does it push update on your phone telling you that somebody sent a yep. message? Yeah, so you can get I'll the have a look at that. I'll have a look at that. Uh, so that, that's, that's really nice. Um, it looks like it's purchased by mobile monkey now. So you can also set up like the chatbot actual automation aspect of it. Uh, so you can do like, if they answer this question, then you can send them this link and, and stuff like that. I don't use it for any of that stuff. I just do the instant messaging. Cause I find that people enjoy, uh, one-on-one personal communication, uh, more often than not. So that's how I use it. Uh, but if you want to add Facebook chat to your website, then this is the way to do it. Right. I use the Facebook official plugin because it just got hacked. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. All right. Um, I think we've done a great job, actually. Uh, thanks, Adrian, for agreeing to go forward, even though there's only two of us. I think I think what helped is I actually found some interesting stories this oh, week. Oh, no, great stories. Um, how can people find out more about Groundhog and what you're up to? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So if uh, Groundhog is an email marketing automation plugin for WordPress, if you'd like to find out more about how you can add email marketing to your WordPress website, you can go to groundhog.io. Groundhog is spelled with two Gs, so we could trademark it. Uh, and if you're interested in communicating with me personally or any of our team members, you can go to at GroundhogWP on both Facebook and Twitter and communicate with us there. We have a Facebook group and you can post questions there and, 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 and ask questions of the community as well. 
Uh, we are forward slash Groundhog, again with two Gs, on the WordPress.org plugins repository. Uh, or you can just message me personally. I'm just Adrian Toby on Facebook. Yep. And if you want to see the latest um, um, episodes um, published the earliest, you want to go to the WP Tonic YouTube t- channel and subscribe because that's where you're going to find bonus content um, tutorials and the latest episodes from WP Tonic. So um, it's a great resource. And I thought I'd just mention it because I don't do that enough. Like I say, if you want to see the latest stuff, go to the WP Tonic YouTube channel and subscribe. We'll see you next week, folks. Hopefully, you have a bigger panel. Hopefully, Adrian might join us again next week. You never know. Uh, um, we'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.